This is the most important Brandon Lang segment we've ever done, BrandonLang.com, and I'm going to tell Brandon right now why. What's up, buddy? Hi, Brandon. I can't wait for this. All right, well, we are doing our radiothon, and we're raising money for veterans, first responders, so we're raising money today. I want everybody out there who uses these picks, and maybe you maybe make a little extra money to donate back to the Red, White, and Q Fund today. So that's good call. Yes. Well, you know I'm a veteran, by the way. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I did not. I know did that. not know that. 1981 and 1984 on the battleship New Jersey, U.S. Navy. Honorable was, discharge uh, or dishonorable? Honor- <laughs> Thank you. Honorable discharge. Youngest master helmsman in battleship history at 19 years old. I qualified as a master helmsman, which means there's only three of us on a crew of 1,500 that were allowed to steer the ship through the Panama Canal. A lot of people don't realize that when the Panama Canal was built, it was built with uh, with uh, specifics to fit a battleship through there. There's three places, so there's three spots that are too too small that they would have to put you in like a little dry dock, fill it up, and take you through. And then I had two officers standing behind me, and my gyro punk compass could be off one degree, or or we would be grounded because that's how narrow it was wow panama canal so it was a was phenomenal um it was intense pressure you'd do 45 minute 45 minute shifts and then qm2 warner and qm2 trail were the other two that um that were allowed to steer it through the the the, through the panama canal so it was incredible those steering wheel of the battleship new jersey is about the size of a i mean probably almost the size halfway the size of a doorway that big around um it was pretty wild and i I actually missed the commands and and steering it and you know i got some great stories that i'll tell next week about i actually fell asleep at the wheel we're in the middle of the atlantic ocean going over to the middle east we're doing about 25 knots and it's the the midwatch 12 to 4 in the morning and i actually fell asleep and and realized that i was about 120 degrees off course but when you're a master helmsman and you have the midnight shift, the officer, the deck, and the conning officer really don't pay attention to what you're doing. It's Brandon. He's a master helmsman. We really don't have to pay attention to what's going on. So when I realized that we were off that, that, that far, the mistake you make is you, you, take, you go left 15 degrees rudder and try to get it all back now. Well, no, they would feel it. So what I did is I just kind of <laughs> put my compass about five degrees off and let it kind of slowly try to get my way back. It took me about... 12 minutes to get back on course and the river cart is queuing to Barkenhagen came into the conning tower and he goes, Brandon, I'm like 70 degrees off where we're supposed to be. Have you been on course? Well, Barkenhagen, what are you talking about, man? I've been, what do you mean? You figure that chart out yourself. Since I was, you know, 120 degrees off course for about, you know, I don't know, five minutes where we were supposed to be and where we're at was going to be a little bit off based on the chart of where it was at. It was hysterical. So what you're anyway, saying... So today's about you. Take, so thanks for your service. Yeah, take Navy oh, and the you. points against Notre Dame is what you're saying. <laughs> you know, kind of speaking of Navy, and I just want to give my two cents about Cincinnati. Since okay. you're in Ohio and, yep. and it's very yep. good Um If you're a non-Power 5 conference, and you're trying to break the mold, um, you have to basically beat every team senseless. And, yes, the Notre Dame win was impressive. But you can't struggle. Um, Against Tulane. 
as a as a twenty eight and a half point road favorite, you can't beat a one and five Navy team yeah. by seven points. So the committee sits there and says, "Okay, how good is Cincinnati? Yes, you beat Notre Dame, but if you're struggling at Navy, would Alabama? This is what these guys, these thirteen people in the in the committee are, are sitting there saying." Would Alabama have struggled at Navy? Would Georgia have struggled at Navy? Would Michigan State have struggled? Would Oregon struggle? So, so, so as they, they convinced themselves, where should we put Cincinnati? Because these teams we're going to put ahead of them. Would they struggle at Navy as a 28-point road favorite? No. Yeah. Well, then there's your answer. If you're going to break through, and, and, and Luke Fickle only has himself to blame to not get his team in that locker room and say, guys, we're going to crack this Final Four. If we're going to make an impression, we can't struggle in games like this. We can't. We got to go out there and we got to, every week, we got to name it. Every week, we got to win by four touchdowns. Every week, we can't leave no doubt at all. And when you do, they can't, they can't slide you in because you're not playing Oklahoma State and Oklahoma and Iowa State and Baylor. You're not playing them every week. You're playing Navy and Tulane and UCF yeah. and Temple. You know what I'm saying? So I know people are up in arms, but the reality of the situation is you look at these Power 5 teams that, that make up the Final Four. They're beating teams in power conferences like a drum. Like, like for instance, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State played Kansas, who took Oklahoma to the wire. They beat them 56-10. to 10. They leave no doubt. And they're not even in the conversation. So I get it. You're undefeated, but you only have yourself to blame. All right. So, no, I agree with you. That was ugly. Yeah. 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 So, speaking of which, Buckeyes, they'll they'll eventually move up or get a chance to when they play Sparty. But Buckeyes on the road, minus 14 and a half. Nebraska's Um, played teams tough. Yeah. I'm, you know, amazed at the problem with Martinez, the quarterback of Nebraska. He's never gotten better. He's never gotten better. No, he never better. has. Scott, You're right. Scott Frost is stuck with him. And for them to lose to Purdue, um, and I know that Nebraska's played teams tough, but at 3-6, and six, coming off the Purdue loss, I just think that if you play this game, you got to play Ohio State. I, I just Martinez is going to have to play at a level – that we've just seen he can't play at. That's the problem. And at the end of the day, the Buckeyes are six and one the last seven meetings. I think you gotta lay it with the house state. What well, about Sparty? Sparty's yeah, only minus three against shut up. Purdue. I was cursing you all Saturday <laughs> afternoon and you and your damn Spartans, Brandon Lang. Listen to me. I went into I, I called You knew it. I called it. You did um, call it. I went into yoga with Michigan State losing by two scores. I'm like, they got no shot. And then I come out and look at they outscored him in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And in the game, I go, what? And the rest, I came on my T-vote it, and I watched I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was dramatic. I, I, I think this is potentially danger Will Robinson. You know, Purdue, for whatever reason, Purdue just can't beat Wisconsin. I don't know why. I don't know. what. It's just a matchup. It's just what Wisconsin does. They just own Purdue. Then Purdue turns around and goes into Nebraska and wins. They, they've already went in and won at Iowa. Right. Michigan State coming off a huge win against Michigan on the road, laying points. I get the feeling this is going to be a crazy game. 
But at the end of the day, Purdue's weakness is defending the run. And this kid, I think I think we saw our Heisman Trophy winner last week, boys. Walker, Kenneth really, Walker I, the I, third. I, I, yep, I really believe yeah. we saw our Heisman Trophy winner. And so with that being said, as much as I'm a home dog guy and I want to use the home dog, I think I think they got something special with Mel Tucker at Michigan State. I would buy the half point and lay two and a half with Sparty. They just they just you know good teams do. Good teams find ways to win games. They shouldn't won. They shouldn't have beaten Nebraska at home. They found a way to win. They they played Indiana on the road. They probably shouldn't have won that game. They found a way to win. Michigan State, based on where you got their lines in two games, the Nebraska line some places it was two and a half, then got that up to three and a half, and then their line against uh, Youngstown State, there were some 27s out there, got bet up to 28, and both those games fell push. Other than that, Sparty's cover every game this year. They're the only team in college football. I, I, again, I've researched this a little deeper. That's covered every game this year is Michigan State. So wow. I don't know how you go against that. I don't know yeah, good point. Hey, um, one thing will get your p- top pick for college, but am I so Kentucky's lost two games, but they're five and zero at home and they're plus one against Tennessee. Is that a? To me, it's like boy, why wouldn't you take Kentucky? I know they've lost two straight, but still. Yeah, and and it, it's funny when you 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 look at them and the job that. Stoops is done and in the conversation, but their, their last two losses, they had to go into Mississippi State and they played Georgia. Um, I, I do believe the win against LSU. I agree with you. I don't know what people's infatuation with was Tennessee. I know Tennessee offensively did some good things against Alabama, but I, I agree with you. I, I, again, Kentucky getting points at home, I, I really truly believe they're the right side of the game. Anything else stick out college-wise? Yeah, listen, I just don't believe in Clemson. I just don't, and and they're in a weird spot here playing Louisville, who's been very, very good. Louisville's played very, very well as of late. I, I like Louisville at home, getting getting the points against Clemson. All right, NFL, quickly, we got the, uh, the Browns, Bengals. What do you have? Here's the thing about Cincinnati. You ready? Yep. And we all should have saw it. We all should have saw it, and we all should have learned our lesson. They go on the road and beat Pittsburgh. Yes! What a win! Woo! Come home and almost lose to Jacksonville. Should have been down 21 nothing at the half. Yep. Should have lost that game. Now what happens? They go into Baltimore. They beat the Ravens. Woo! They go on the road and what's the bit against the Jets. This team, for whatever reason, and Zach Taylor cannot get them back up off the deck after a big win. And I think the Odell Beckham situation and everything going on with Cleveland, I I think Cincinnati comes back home. You're getting some value at two and a half. I think you have to lay the wood with with Cincinnati in this matchup. I just think they bounce back. I think at the end of the day, there's something not right about Baker Mayfield. Now Beckham's dad came out and called out Baker. I just think there's some things going on in this game. And at the end of the day, get this, the Browns are one in five against the spread. Their last six meetings in Cincinnati and the Browns are 2-11 and 11 against the number the last 13 meetings overall. I'll also tell you that the last five meetings in Cincinnati have gone over, and the last seven meetings overall have gone over. It looks like us. You can tease Cincinnati in the over and just sit there and light up a cigar. Nice. Anything in the NFL stick out? The only other thing is, is the Giants. I live here in Vegas, the, the Henry Rugg situation. I just want to put this in perspective. My heart goes out to the woman and her dog, and this guy's doing 150 in his vet, and, 
and now you're going to jail and he's your number two receiver and now with John Gruden and now all this and you're getting on a plane and you're flying to New York to face a Giants team that is playing unbelievable football. 25-3 over Carolina. Probably should have beat Kansas City and now they're a three-point home dog and you're telling me there's not going to be distractions of this Raiders team that one of your players is probably going to prison for yeah, Good call. Years. How, how do you mentally, I know it's a business and I know it's the NFL, but you're still human beings and you still have emotions and you're still, the shock of that has got to be lingering even when they take that football field on Sunday. I think the Giants plus the points. All, All right. right. Thank you for your service. Thanks, guys.